I'm shocked this story, I, I don't know how bad it is or what the deal is with it, but uh, they're starting to see more and more great white sharks along the upper coast towards the Maritimes, that situation. Joining us from the Canadian Museum of History in Gatineau is Matthew Betts. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Brent. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? Very good. Very very well. It sounds like there's a bit of a shark problem developing off of the Maritimes. What, what can you bring us? What, can you bring us up to speed on what's going on here with this story? Um, well, I'm an archaeologist, but uh, I wouldn't say it's a problem as, as more of a sort of resurrection. It seems like sharks are coming back to the Maritimes in a way that we haven't seen for several hundred years, hmm. um, but establishing populations that have been there for, for we think, for at least 4,000 years. So it's really a, a return to waters that they normally called home. So is this because it's getting colder or warmer? Uh, probably a, a mixture of a, a bunch of different things. Uh, warm, warmer waters for certain, um, but increased seal populations and, of course, the return of the cod stocks are, are drawing them up so their food sources are there right. and, they're, and they're, they're moving north with the food. Now, this is, I, I saw a story that said this has started to really happen 10 years ago, and now it's just becoming a little more, there's a little more of an increase in the variety of sharks that they're finding off the coast. Is that true? Uh, yeah, there's, there are makos, there are great whites, uh, there are other species of sharks, but they're the very large predators that are taking seal and swordfish and, and those sorts of fish stocks, large cod. So how concerned are people out there about this? What, hey, if you're out there fishing and you run across a great white, I'm guessing that's going to get your attention pretty quick. Yeah, and certainly that's, that's what uh, fishermen are, are recounting, that they're running into them in the normal course of their activities, uh, although generally they don't cause a lot of, uh, a lot of damage. Um, you know, and there's some concern that people will see them on beaches and whatnot, but so far there's, the interactions have been, been mild, and people can actually track the sharks through uh, scientific programs in the States. They're coming up from the Gulf of Mexico all the way up and hanging out in the summers off of the South Shore of Nova Scotia and then even up into the Newfoundland waters. So with a great white, they would probably be along the coast when late summer, early fall, that time of season? Well, when we're there uh, doing our archaeological work, we, we can see them tracked in July, August, all wow. the way up into September, and then they come, come back down. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. They're right off the areas where we're actually digging the archaeological sites where we're finding great white shark teeth. So uh, when you see that fin pop up out of the water, it's got to catch your attention. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I th it's great to see them back in, in the, the region. The Mi'kmaq have had a long relationship with sharks in that area. And uh, uh, it's really nice to see them come back and to reestablish that relationship between people and sharks in the maritime provinces. See, this is a typical Albertan, somebody out here on the prairies where I get all panicky when I start talking about great white sharks. But a lot of the people who are familiar with that area, this is, uh, this is nothing new. And it's probably kind of refreshing to see it happen. Absolutely. For somebody from the Maritimes like me, this is the reestablishment of an ecosystem that was sort of lost due to overfishing and, and climate change, and it's reestablishing itself. So a uh, healthy ecosystem includes great white sharks, and we're happy to see them there. Hey, Matthew, so at the Canadian Museum of History in Gatineau, I'm guessing you have shark's teeth that date back a long way, not just the last 10 years. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we have teeth that are, are centuries old, uh, but in the area, people have been interacting with sharks for 4,000 years, uh, and we, we're finding archaeological shark teeth probably worn as pendants by the Mi'kmaq and the ancestors of the Mi'kmaq uh, for centuries prior to the arrival of Europeans.
Yeah, see, that's uh, that, that's something I never even thought about, is uh, having this just kind of pop up in some of your sites, that type of thing. But when you, uh, when you take a look at some of the stories that you're starting to hear from people, uh, are you able to match that up with stories that you might have had passed down from generation to generation to you as well? Uh, absolutely. We know that sharks were a fearsome creature for the Mi'kmaq, but our archaeological work, and that's done in collaboration with Acadia First Nation, is showing uh, that people, the sharks were good to think. Uh, you know, they, they use sharks as a way to think about their own way on the marine ecosystem. They're taking the same food, the same prey, uh, but sharks could do it in a much more easy way without all the cultural accoutrements. And so sharks were a good way to think about your place in the universe. And for people that think relationally uh, and, and that think that uh, sharks could be other than human persons, they're the perfect way to, th- to ponder your place in the universe. What about ancestors hunting whales and that type of thing, porpoises? Uh, in canoes, when I think back and see some of the old footage, that type of thing, I can't imagine being out in the canoe and having to fend off a shark. Uh, they had advanced canoe technology. It was birch bark, and so sharks could easily take them down. That uh, They had different ways to disguise their canoes to make them look less like a seal. They would put spruce roots or spruce boughs around the edges. Uh, but these were extremely skilled fishermen, and uh, they would be able to handle a shark fairly easily, I think, if they saw one uh, during their sword fishing or, or whaling or, or seal catching. Hey, you, you mentioned uh, seal population. Is it on the increase right now or on the decrease? I'm guessing there's more, so that's why you're getting a little more attention. Absolutely. It's, it's seal populations are, are absolutely absolutely skyrocketing in the Atlantic provinces, and Sable Island has so many uh, seals that you can smell it from a helicopter ride before you even see the island. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, uh, the other thing, too, about the great whites, how big do they get? Like, uh, at least in your area there, how, what's the largest that you might see? Oh, you can have them up to six meters coming up into the uh, uh, the maritime provinces, and, and uh, they can grow even larger, but uh, the largest I've heard of in the Atlantic provinces is six meters. So when you're out there and uh, you hear there's a great white, then you just stop what you're doing? Uh, we, well, we, we don't, we're not swimming, we're digging, but uh, yes. we're actually very interested to know where they are, and sometimes we've gone out to the oceans uh, hoping to catch a glimpse, but, but not yet, not yet. We haven't seen that fin yet. So, so you have the uh, sharks are in the neck of the woods. Uh, lemon sharks in that area too? Uh, I'm not sure about lemon sharks, okay. uh, but, but there are all types of different sharks. Uh, but makos and great whites are, are, are the large predators that, that uh, concern the fishermen and concern us. So if the sharks are taken down, uh, the seals, fishermen must be feeling pretty happy about that. It kind of helps a little bit, does it not? It does. Uh, some of the cod fishermen uh, are, are are competing with cod with, uh, for cod with seals, and certainly that would help. Uh, they're also competing with the great whites for cod as well, and uh, yeah. so it's a it's a it's a complex uh, web of uh, relationships. Kind of crazy. Hey, tell us a little bit about where you work. Sounds fascinating uh, to me. <laughs> well, I, I'm an archaeologist. I, I study the ancestors of the Mi'kmaq, and we primarily dig these archaeological sites called shell middens, which are great refuse heaps composed of clamshells, and the clamshells help preserve the artifacts very well. And so we've, we've excavated sites up to about 1,500 years old on the coast, uh, finding all manner of wonderful things. We even found the first preserved sweat lodge on, in Nova Scotia. So uh, we've been really pushing back the frontiers of archaeology down there. So the First Nations... In Nova Scotia, go back how far? Oh, oh they've been there for uh, since the last glaciation at least 13,000 years. Okay, wow.
Amazing. Hey, uh, I love it. Thank you for uh, bringing us up to speed on uh, on what you do and the sharks and how it's uh, it's interesting that they're, uh, you know, a little more visible and that everybody's paying attention. So we thank you for your time today. Thank you very much for having me.